Hey y'all, this is your girl Amber with Reaching Your Potential. We are in the month of April and if you do not know why this month is so important, I'll let you guys know. It is OT month. This is the time where we get to celebrate all the OT practitioners, OT students, just anyone that's affiliated with this amazing profession. So we're going to dive right into it and talk about this year's motto, which is passion, purpose, and possibility. What do those words even mean? And I'll give you guys a little preview of what I think those are when we think about occupational therapy. So let's get started. Happy OT month to all the occupational therapy practitioners, occupational therapy students, just anybody that's affiliated with the profession, whether you serve in the profession or have received OT services. Just knowing what OTs do, it just means so much, even though you may not hear it all the time, but I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do and for advocating for our profession and educating others on what OT is. If you never really heard about what occupational therapy is, I'll give you a little elevator speech that I usually tell my patients. Um, It's basically a health profession where we are able to help you be able to do the things you want to do, the things you should be doing, regardless of your injury or whatever diagnosis that you have received. I am a geriatric OT working in the home health setting and the majority of my patients are in the geriatric population so they're at least 65 years old or older and majority of my patients are usually having OT services due to generalized muscle weakness or they may have some chronic diagnosis such as Parkinson's disease, stroke, dementia, things of that nature. So I'm able to help my patients and provide OT services in the home so they can age in place and also be safe while participating in their meaningful occupations. So I feel that I am very helpful in that way. Even as a new grad, yes, sometimes it's very difficult and I have to kind of think outside of the box, especially when it comes to treatment sessions with some of my patients. But at the end of the day, I'm able to gain rapport with my patients. I'm able to help them the best way I can. And I see that even during the four months that I have been an OT, I have seen such great progress in majority of my clients, which is pretty nice to see. So we know what occupational therapy is now and it's so cool that we can work with people across the lifespan. So from the little little babies and the NICUs all the way to older adults and it's so cool we can work in so many different settings. We can work in the hospitals, we can work in the schools, we can work in the home and we can also work in non-traditional settings such as mental health in the prison system. 
we can work outpatient as well. There's so many areas that OT can be in, even in the community, you know, is the options are endless. And I always say that whether I'm talking in an episode by myself or I'm talking with some other people or other guests I have on the podcast, we are so broad. And I think that's the beauty of the profession because we can help in so many different areas. So to celebrate OT month, I felt that it would be appropriate to start off OT month to kind of talk about the model that AOTA, which stands for the American Occupational Therapy Association, they always drop a model for each year. And this year they had three words to stand for OT month, passion, purpose, and possibility. And it's so interesting that they picked these three words because even when you think about these three words separately, they are really aligned with what OT is all about. So I'm just going to kind of break down each word and kind of give you guys my kind of like my insight on what I feel about these words and even how they correlate to the profession. So let's get started. So the first word is passion. And when you think of the word passion, you think of a strong feeling, you know, you think of some type of excitement that you have for doing something. One can have a passion for working out or having a passion for higher education. You can be passionate about sports or people socialization. There's so many things that we can be passionate about. And I feel that passion is such a great word to kind of correlate with occupational therapy is because OT's goal is to make sure that we are allowing our clients to have an opportunity to participate in something that they're passionate about. And we kind of think about those things as meaningful occupations. So it's not just, you know, dressing and fine motor things, but we think of the person as a whole. We think of their roles in their life, whether they are a parent or a grandmother, a grandfather, and they really love the role of being a grandparent, you know, taking care of their grandchildren or taking care of their pets socializing with others or even these like meaningful activities like gardening or cooking and baking doing yoga all these different things and I feel that we always have to understand what our clients are passionate about in order to create these meaningful treatment sessions for them I always tell my clients that I never want therapy to be like a chore. I don't want them to be like, oh my gosh, OT's here. Like, what are we going to do kind of thing? I want them to have fun, but also work hard because, you know, we're here for a certain purpose. And I feel that even as an occupational therapy practitioner, I have to be passionate about what I do in order to serve my clients the best way I can. I feel that if I am stressed out and burnt out, I wouldn't be as effective. So it's so important to know that um, I have to be passionate about what I do 
if I'm not passionate about it, I'm just kind of go through the motions and I don't want to do that, especially now in my beginning stage of my career. I don't want to do that. So every single day when I'm going to my patient's house, I want to provide the best care that I can. And of course, if I need help, I'm going to ask my mentor or, you know, other people that I know that are in the same setting as me to kind of help me through and kind of brainstorm ideas for patients. But other than that, I'm going to do the best thing that I can do to help my patients. And if I'm passionate about what I do, they're going to be passionate as well. So it's really a reciprocal thing here. The second word of this model is purpose. Purpose is basically kind of like your reason for doing something. And the best way I can think of it is your purpose is your why. Why are you doing what you do, right? There's always a purpose behind why somebody gets a certain job or go into a specific field. It may be because their parents were in that field and they were encouraged by them to go into the field as well. There can be maybe an incident that occurred in your life and because of that, that was the turning point for you to get into that profession or into that field. My purpose of getting into OT, specifically working with the older adult population, was through my relationship with my great-grandparents. I was blessed enough to know them on such a close level. I knew them all my life before they passed away. My great-grandmother was 94 and she passed away in 2017. And then my great-grandpa was 98 and he passed away in 2018. And Till this day, I still think about them all the time because of the population I work with. And I feel that if I didn't have that relationship with my great-grandparents, I wouldn't have really thought about serving the older adult population. I was able to see them age in place in their home. They lived in North Carolina, and they lived in their home all their lives. They were farmers. They raise their children and other people's children in their home and just brought them up as if they were their own. And they never really, you know, asked for people to help them. They never really, they never really had that type of character. But I just love the fact that they were able to stay home and not have to go to a nursing home. They were blessed enough to have my grandmother who moved down there to be their primary caregiver and made sure that they had everything they needed. And I felt that they thrived so much because of that um, that shift that my grandma made for them. You know, I think that because of that experience, I was able to see my grandma being a primary caregiver to her parents and being in a profession where there are some families that don't do that. You know, I remember in field work where I'll be caring for, you know, older adults and things of that nature and their family would never visit them. 
And it was so sad to, you know, work with these patients. And they would tell me how they really felt. They would tell me that, you know, their child never see them or they feel alone. And older adults, they are aging so much. They are getting older and they're living longer. And we can't forget about them. <laughs> you know, I feel that older adults have so much wisdom and so many, so much things to give. And I really, really have a passion about that. Because of my relationship with my great-grandparents, sometimes when I'm working with specific clients, I see my great-grandparents in them, if that makes sense. It's just the connection that I have with some of my patients is a beautiful thing to see. And of course, we try to not, you know, get too close before with our, um, our patients because it's kind of hard to break that bond. But you gain such a close rapport with your clients and I really do enjoy every minute of it. And that's kind of like my purpose behind why I got into the profession. I want to ensure that my patients are able to live a life where they are happy and are able to do things that they probably wouldn't have thought they couldn't do anymore. You know, sometimes I feel that some of my clients think because they're old, older, sometimes I feel that some of my patients think because they're older, they can't participate in specific things, but they can. We just have to modify some things. Like maybe they love yoga, but because they can't tolerate standing as much, we can work on still participating in yoga through chair yoga. And then maybe we can work on standing tolerance little by little to the point where they may be able to participate in yoga while standing. And I just think that we can always find a happy medium for all of the clients as long as they are willing to give it a chance. And being optimistic is so important, especially with any population. And I think it's specifically for older adults because there are times where older adults tend to kind of give up on themselves and just say, well, I'm old, I'm not doing it. I have a home health aide that does everything for me, or I have my spouse that does everything for me. And I feel that as an OT, you have to be so persuasive and optimistic and encouraging because if you're not, I feel that your client is just going to stay where they are and just be stagnant. And we don't want that. We just want them to live the best life possible. And the last word is possibility. And possibility basically is kind of thinking of a chance that something might happen or might become true. And I think of OT kind of being that possibility when you think things are impossible. Even in my setting, working with older adults, I feel that a lot of my clients think that it's impossible to get better. Um, I remember I had a client that said that she feels that she's not getting better, but she's not getting worse. And I had to think of it twice when she said that because we always want them to get better 
They may not physically feel better, but I feel that we need to think of the little wins versus the big wins, especially when I'm working with older adults. An older adult may not be able to go back to being independent with a certain activity, but they may be able to participate more than when they started OT sessions. I always think that we need to constantly be in conversation with our clients to ensure that they see the progress. And as an OT, we are so observant. We are always observing what our patients are doing, making sure they're doing it correctly with the proper form or the proper movement. But I think it's so important to let clients know that they are progressing, that Yes, you may not be getting stronger, quote unquote, but hey, you did this a little bit faster than last week. Do you notice that? And sometimes you're like, no, I didn't realize. I'm like, well, you did. This is great. So I'm always making my patients be aware of their progress because if they're not aware of it, they're not going to work harder. And I think as the OT, it's my job to make my patients aware of their progress so they can see that there is a purpose behind the OT sessions. There's a purpose behind what we do. I always, <laughs> sometimes my clients ask me, what is the purpose behind specific activities, right? They always ask maybe if we're playing cards or playing dominoes or doing something in the kitchen. They're like, why am I doing this? I will explain that, well, this is working on your bilateral coordination, which means how both your hands work together to do a task. This is also working on your finger strength that you need to do other activities like dressing yourself and things of that nature. So I'm always explaining and educating the patients on what we do and the purpose as to why we're doing certain things because they are asking, honestly speaking. They're like, okay, now I see why we do this. And as the weeks go by, they see the improvements. They see that, wow, before I couldn't do it, but now I can. I remember I have a patient right now. He has Parkinson's disease. And the first time we met, he had a lot of weakness on his left side. He wasn't able to stand for too long. He wasn't able to walk well, things of that nature. And I always took the therapeutic activity side to ensure that he was able to participate in things that were meaningful for him. And one thing about him was that he was an architect and he has all of these books on his bookshelf. I always wanted to incorporate the bookshelf into the sessions because I knew that he loved books and being able to stand on his own to reach out for a book of his choice is a big thing. So the first day that we had sessions, we would just be sitting and just reaching over for a book. But now he can stand for a good period of time and reach out and get a book of his choice. To be honest, I don't even think he realized he was doing it. So me being the OT, I had to make him be aware. I'm like, hey, remember the first day when we were doing sessions and 
we were reaching for the book and you were sitting down. Now you're standing. You're standing on your own and you're actually doing it yourself. Like, do you see that? You're showing so much progress. And I'm always encouraging. I'm always, always encouraging my patients because if we're not encouraging them, they're not going to be motivated to get better. It's so important to let them know that the impossible is possible. We just have to change that mindset that they can do it. And if they don't have therapists that don't believe in them, how are they going to achieve the goals that they want? They may not be fully independent. And sometimes we have to be realistic in that end. But we can always increase their participation in that meaningful activity. So with that being said, passion, purpose, possibility. I really feel like these are amazing words that AOTA used for this year's OT month. And in the next few episodes, I'll be bringing some other OTs onto the podcast to, of course, celebrate OT month. But who exemplifies these three words? Passion, purpose, possibility. They literally have a passion for the profession. They know their purpose in this profession as well. They know their why. They know why they're in a specific setting, why they're serving a certain population, and knowing that they increase the possibility for their clients to be more engaged in their life. And I think it's so important that as an OT practitioner that we embed these three things because without these three things, occupational therapy really wouldn't exist. You know, occupational therapy gives that opportunity to assist our clients to engage in their life again. We don't want them to stay stagnant. We don't want them to have a non-purposeful life. We want their lives to have purpose. We want them to live, not just exist. I think that's so important to keep in mind that we don't want them to exist. We want them to live the fullest life possible, even at their last moments. We want them to live the best way that they can. So that's all I have for you guys today. I just wanted to talk about those three important words and kind of what I thought it meant as we are celebrating OT month. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything that I mentioned, definitely hit me up. All my OTs, what do you guys think of those three words? Passion, purpose, possibility. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, thank you guys so much for the support of this podcast. You guys have been so amazing sending me comments, sending me messages, sending me emails on just different topic suggestions and just commenting on how good the podcast is. Don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, send a little comment, write a little review. I love to read what you guys have to say. But with that being said, that's all I got. This is your girl Amber reaching your potential. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.